Chef Boyardee is Poe's mentor. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, it was always going to be Leia. Could have been Baby Yoda. <laughs> wow, what a huge oversight. There's just a hole in the Death Star. Like, what the heck? You know, just like board that up or something, you know? Then jumped onto Wikipedia and was like, oh, there it is. I refused to get on the Wook, um, as, as Jared lovingly refers to it. You're listening to the Star Wars Archives, a Utini.com Patreon-exclusive podcast. Your regular deep dive down the rabbit hole of the Star Wars universe. Discussion, analysis, Easter eggs, and obscure books you've never heard of. And now, here are your hosts, Jose and Trevor. Hello there, you have tuned into episode 21 of the Star Wars Archives, a Utini Network podcast where we take a random Star Wars topic and, ex- and explain the living Bantha Pudu out of it. I am Jose, aka Joxie in the Utiniverse. I have watched all Star Wars canon movies and TV shows. I have read 43 Star Wars books and I own 19 of them. And I'm Trev, keeper of a timeline pages over at utini.com. I've spent my entire life consuming Star Wars media. And own over 1,000 Star Wars books and comics. Uh, so, anyone joining us for the first time, this is a largely unscripted show where once we've decided on each episode's topic, Jose will do whatever research he needs while I do as little research as possible. But this is part three of a three-part experiment, so you should know what we're going to talk about by now. And as part of this experiment, we have our third person with us, and that is... Heather. Oh, Okay, I, I was waiting that for was my name. That I was, was going to say, like, that's me. I'm you should have just jumped in like you did on the first episode to kind of like, you know, bookend oh, it really nicely. Oh, I did nicely. do that. That was back when I had I had my youthful energy and moving just sucked the life out of me. I, I told my boyfriend, like, does it look like I got older in the past week? <laughs> but anyways, yes, I'm Heather. Um, I also do things at Utini and to all of those listening. Um, I'm sorry for the anticipation of this episode. Uh, my experienced self a week ago was like, you know what, I can record this and like move at the same time. No big deal, right? Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> I, I've never really moved before. And like, even after the first day, I was just so tired. And I'm just like, I, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Let's just delay this a bit. But here I am. Here we are. So we're, we're going to do this thing. Me, me and Jose, we're in Slack and we're like, is Heather coming? I, I didn't make sense of her last message. What was she doing? And Jose was like, something about buying curtains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, the thing that you need to be doing before recording a podcast yeah. is buying curtains. Yes, of course. So you can kind of like hide yourself in, in your little computer space. Yeah, but you know, no one is looking. So you don't need to hide yourself. This is just all audio. Right. You, you have a point. I was yes. very tired. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yes. Part of this, uh, you know, as as Trev just mentioned, uh, no, I don't know, a minute, a minute and a half ago, it is part three of our A New Hope uh, watch along. Um, so hopefully you have uh, listened to the previous two episodes so you can listen to this third one and know where the heck we are and what we are doing. If not, then yes, go listen to the other two. There's a number of, you know, I think they're good listens, right? There's a couple of good jokes in there. They're fantastic listens. Yes. Let, yeah. Let's not talk about the milking, though. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I 
don't the milking. I'm glad you brought that up. Let's <laughs> let we no promises about milk or no milk in this episode. <laughs> However, before we do hit play, let's do do a little bit of housekeeping and then we can just get right into it. So this show is possible thanks to all the people supporting us, either through Patreon subscriptions or getting some of our merch. If you'd like to help us out as well, you um, can get Star Wars-inspired merch on utini.com slash merch. We have T-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, pint glasses, and a bunch of other fun stuff. Like well, I think there's like stickers, too. Anyways, um, you can also go to patreon.com slash utini, and there you can become a member um, where not only will you get access to all of our episodes in advance, you also get a bunch of other utini member exclusive. And my pro tip is that when you become a Patreon on the Jedi High Council level, you automatically get a welcome package that includes a t-shirt, hoodie, and a mug, which if you purchase those things individually, that would actually add up to more than a Patreon membership. Plus, when you become a Jedi High Council member, you also get a unique 25% promo code to use on all your future merch. So yeah, go and be a Jedi High Council on Patreon. Get the merch, get the extra content, get that discount, and uh, keep helping us make more shows like this. So, hey, Jose, I, I want to stop you quickly. Yes. We do pint glasses? Yes. I've never seen the pint glasses. Why That's are you not thing? paying attention to the announcements within the company? <laughs> that one passed me by <laughs> completely. I've seen the bum bags, I've seen the beach towels, I have not seen the pint glasses. I'm going to go and investigate that immediately after yes. the show. Yes, there's pint glasses, and I thought that some people like yourself would enjoy a pint glass with the Utini logo on it, but apparently exactly. you didn't even pay attention to when I did that. <laughs> so. Okay. Um, all right. So, uh, Trev, why don't you, or let's, Heather. Why don't you set the scene of where we are in the movie before we hit play? Okay, so right now we are in the prison cell. Um, Han and Luke just busted out Leia. Now they're getting shot at in the hallway. And um, Leia had to save their skins because, you know, that's just what girls do. And she's a badass. <laughs> she is. She is a total badass. And um, so... She shot the the grate into the garbage chute, and uh, now everyone is going to slide in like a fun slide. Well, technically, we don't know where that is going to yet. I do. If... <laughs> I've seen this movie before. Yes, I, I we, didn't we, realize we've you have We've all seen it. it. <laughs> but <laughs> but let's just said, you know, just imagine for a second there, like, I mean, the first time you watch this movie, you don't know that they're, that's where they're going. Yeah, Necessarily. So you're about to find out. That I it's spoilers. not. Uh, yes. I will. I will pretend like it's my first time watching. Yeah. <laughs> so where where are they going next? Who knows? Watch, <laughs> like on the next episode of. Oh, we should have done that. Totally done that on the last episode. Oh, Do it right now. To end. All right. Well, what minute and second are we in, uh, Trev? And then you can hit play because you're controlling this. So we are at. One hour, 18 and 26 seconds. So I'm going to press play now. All right. So we literally start with Badass Leia. Yep. What a great way to start. Definitely is. 
you know, this is one thing I was thinking about when this, you know, because right now we're seeing Chewie jumping in through that grate. But when she shot that grate, it also looked a lot smaller. Uh, like the whole, I don't know, there was just something about the scale of it that then when I'm like, wait, can Chewbacca even like fit through that? But I mean, it's I mean, I, pretty big to fit a Wookiee. I mean, yeah, like once you see like there, right? Like now you see the whole grate. But I but feel I mean, like the honest, first shot. Going head first, surely that's not a clever idea into any sort of situation. Oh, like no, that. I would never do that. <laughs> you don't do that? No. <laughs> you always got head first. <laughs> I think that, there's a big difference in personalities in this chat. <laughs> I did think about that too, though, when when I because I I was like, why would you jump in that way? <laughs> like, but I mean, they shot through this grate, so there's like you know spice going up, so it's not like you can easily go in like a normal slide on like your butt. So you sort of like if you jump and you dive in, then you avoid the spiky grates. But also, so what is the what is the purpose of that shoot even existing? Why is there a link to the garbage compactor from the prison level? You need uh, ventilation in the garbage. Yes, you do need ventilation. So all uh, that stink come out. Oh, okay, so it's it's literally... It's some sort of torture for the prisoners. Exactly. Some sort of psychological scent torture. Why why are you going to invest on a better, like, mechanical ventilation system in your spaceship? That you know takes it out entirely out of the ship when you can just use it to make the level with the prison where the prison is like stink and torture the prisoners. Makes total sense to me. Yeah, tell us what you know, and we'll make the smell stop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Trev. So, what creature is in this? Uh, let's test your knowledge here. What is this creature? So Do that we is ever a see creatures? So a Dianoga, which you only see a bit of it. You see a tentacle. Oh, fun fact. The little bit where it wrapped up his leg, that was actually filmed backwards. Mm. They had it on his leg and then pulled it away with a wire and reversed it to get the effect. Makes sense. Uh, That's really cool. That's a Dianoga, which is basically like a big fat blob with like eight tentacles and then an eye stalk. Um, For anyone who's ever played the shadows of the empire game there's a level with dash render where he has to fight one of these mm. in the base of she's tower on coruscant and it's a okay. bitch of a level as well <laughs> would a dianoga be like um an underwater rathtar because the the way you explain the shape they sound kind of similar yeah not a million miles away yeah definitely not a million miles away apart yeah. from the big eye stalk oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's the creature that uh, that pulls R two D two down in in Dagobah? That's hmm. You got me. I don't know if that's a dragon snake or not. Okay, there also, are dragon a... snakes on Dagobah because there's a whole um, Star Wars Adventures comic from Dark Horse that. Uh, Luke Skywalker and the Treasure of the Dragon, dragon Snakes was set during that time, but I yeah. don't know if it is a dragon snake, but actually grabs R2. Yeah, so that's more reptilian than than this uh, yeah. this creature here. <laughs> I mean, 
do they have do they even have other like gold colored uh droids inside of a empire or imperial starship i mean i think i think he's a fairly common he is a, a common, common type, type of droid. but you don't see a lot with that coloring yeah and I, I imagine after tatooine where you know they were sent to find a 3po and an r2 unit together somebody might have gone hold on <laughs> i remember something about this in the bulletins this morning yeah <laughs> and this that's why clone troopers are way more superior <laughs> mm. <laughs> weren't this uh, yeah, the think... droids we were looking for guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think the bad batch is kind of showing that hasn't it yeah <laughs> uh-huh. but the standard dropped oh yeah Did you see how, like, the little cube was, like, being pushed out once, like, R2, like, connected into the into the machine there? I remember when I, I was a kid, this whole scene of the, the garbage compactor is yeah. actually the most anxiety-inducing scene of this film. Like, watching well, yeah. this for the first couple of times as a kid, I'm like, yeah, okay, that's that's terrifying. <laughs> And what are these tubes that are... (laughs) Okay. I'm... I mean, this is also squeezing in that creature. Well, I don't even know how it it got there. I'm I'm guessing, you know, maybe underneath there's pipeworks we can just scuttle off and go to a different one. Maybe, but I'm because I'm yeah. Because now I was just thinking like, wait, hold on. So they they either don't use the trash compactor very often, because if they did, then they would have killed that thing. Yeah. So you're, maybe are you maybe out in space? It's not uncommon to have like rodents of that size. Maybe to them, it's just like a, a mouse <laughs> or a snake that got in. <laughs> yes, I like that. I like that. I think that that makes the most sense. There was just a split moment there. So we're seeing Obi-Wan now on his way to the tractor beam thing where yes. the background Imperial walks past, but he's got that same uniform as a Krennic from Rogue One, the white tunic oh, thing. Oh, really? I, oh. Ooh, I talk about this scene a lot. See, like, the shoe, it goes, like, all the way down in this scene in particular. I saw a behind-the-scenes thing where um, that whole area surrounding him while he's shimmying around the thing, um, that was all just painted directly mm-hmm. on the camera lens. Yeah, so it's a, it was a matte painting that's uh, since been replaced by a, a digital effect to make it go deeper down. Ah. So but, what we're but seeing even here, here where you've got um, where you've got Orabesh on the controls, that was actually English in the original release. They've since changed oh, really? it to Orabesh. Yeah, so it said like tractor beam power or whatever. Oh wow. Was I mean I assume. Well, I guess Orabesh was probably not established as a thing when they first filmed this. Yeah. No. You know. Since then nerds like us of a proper <laughs> alphabet i like leia's lip gloss what is she <laughs> using <laughs> i mean it's done well to survive the trash compactor so you know that's right 24-hour <laughs> effect right there you <laughs> might have Maybelline a, offering that you might have a problem finding it since you know they probably went out of stock uh you know a long time ago <laughs> and because this is from a galaxy far, far away. So I don't know if you will find it here. 
I'll just stick with Maybelline then. <laughs> <laughs> so this is all this is all digital, is what you're saying, Trev? Yeah, the that dropped out now. It's it like I said, it was a matte painting. Hmm. I love the fact that those guys just talk those two stormtroopers are just talking about speeders the same way people talk about cars. Yeah, yeah have no, you seen I, that new Ford Focus? I've heard uh, conversations. I uh, I think it was this with uh, David W. Collins, who you know, obviously, he's very he does a lot of the like soundtrack like analysis, and and he's yeah. been uh, very involved with like Lucas Arts and and all sorts of things like that. But he's been also a voice for done voice over voice over work for a lot of droids, um, and uh, not droids, sorry, the stormtroopers. And he would say that yeah, like when they just have him like record stuff randomly like that, they're just like sometimes like talk about weapons and like oh have you seen this one is it as effective as this other one and sometimes what he does is that he like brings up the weapons that they've come up with in the video games because a lot of times they've like advanced a lot of those uh words a lot more than in the movies and so they've like canonized a lot of video game weapons by just talking about them randomly in the background yeah i've, I've seen a couple of that with um with Bad Batch as well, where the sound guys have put things in from Republic Commando and yeah. stuff like that. That's been really interesting. Yeah. It's a weird thing because every now and again in Bad Batch, you'll just hear a sound effect and you'll be like, I know that sound. <laughs> and it could be like from these movies, but certain sounds just become so iconic Yeah, because they were, they were so new and fresh when they were invented. But they'll use them years later and you're like, I know that sound, but can't place it. You know, one thing that I feel like the Empire has always like missed is that is you know Everything investing on uh, on some. <laughs> well, no. Besides that, <laughs> like in in their design, is that they just seem to like not want to invest on on railings. <laughs> like and th- this whole place is a death trap. I know. It's it's a Death Star. Oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> if you jumble up the words in star, it makes the word trap. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, if you jumble like the S enough to turn it into a P. Yeah, see? <laughs> you gotta really jumble it. <laughs> More like you crumple it and stretch it back out, and, <laughs> and then you toss out a few extra I- lines. Iron it out. Yeah. Use the curling iron. <laughs> sure. I don't think we've ever seen that commitment in Stormtroopers in any other movie where they're willing to literally lie down to crawl under this door in order to get their target. Surely you'd just oh, wait. Yeah. You'd be like, There's yeah, a... you know, if they get away, then we don't have to chase them. <laughs> I, I don't get paid enough for this. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> like, there are no life forms on this other side, the other side of this door. <laughs> walk away, walk away. Well, I mean, they also obviously had to, I think, in this movie is like rely a little bit more on this kind of like battle than the one that we're about to see very soon because <laughs> this is not the most exciting thing. No. <laughs> there, there are a couple of uh, fan edits of this duel between Obi-Wan and Nana. Okay, for just, like, that part right there yes. where Obi-Wan extended his saber, um, the way they did that uh, back then apparently was he had the pole pointing towards the camera and then he would like tilt it away to like give the illusion that the pole is like extending. Oh, yeah, because it was all about tin foil and lights. Yeah. 
So we've got this line coming up that's going to be, I think, very uh, contentious. Okay. With the new Kenobi movie coming out. Series. Yeah, series. Because he talks about, you know, the last time I saw you. And we know that Hayden Christensen's signed up to be in the movie, in the series. Yes. So it's. I was wondering know, if that would just be like a flashback of something. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's confirmed that we'll see him in the Vader costume mode. So it might be a combination of flashbacks or maybe they did meet again between episode three and four. Who did they... Because they, they didn't use him um, in Rogue One. No. Like, I wonder why they didn't either use him or why... Um, I mean, I guess he was always masked in there, so there was no point in... Yeah, I don't think it, it would have had the impact, would it? Because, yeah. you know, it, that's not a scene that fills Vader with a lot of character progression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this that is, is a very slow duel. <laughs> <laughs> what do Compar- you mean it's so epic? <laughs> it should be. This is like the combination of like so much. <laughs> you were my I- brother and a kid. Like, <laughs> like. I'm trying to remember what the the fan edit's called. I think it's scene 37 reimagined. If you look for that on YouTube, it's this scene and they've added extra effects. They've even added whole new footage and it turns it into a much more proper fight. I think I might have seen that. Oh, yeah. And then Obi-Wan just disappears. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. He just stomps the... Robe, <laughs> but I was I was thinking about this the other day. Uh huh. The whole um, Qui Gon reaching out to Yoda at the end of Episode Three, or at some point, uh, the whole learning how to survive after death in the yeah. Force, because it's it's never still it's never really still been properly explained why Obi Wan learns this and. That's what I want to see from the Obi Wan show. Forget everything else. I want to see that that it's, knowledge of how that happens and why him and Yoda got to do it, but no other Jedi's did. Yeah. The Death Star is so beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful, but also, you know, a, a broken piece of engineering. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Galen. <laughs> Wait, it's it's in the Kenobi novel, right? That we see Obi Wan talking to Qui Gon quite a bit, and then that's how he learns how to do a lot of this stuff. I assume, right? From what I remember in the novel, like, he would basically speak out to Qui-Gon, but I don't remember him actually getting a response back. Yeah, I remember that. That sounds more... Oh, he, he doesn't get a response back? I don't remember him getting a response. There is definitely a book where he does have a conversation with him. Yeah, and Kenobi, brings. I remember him speaking out to Qui-Gon kind of like a, a diary kind of thing. like at the end And of also getting the really day. frustrated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that too. It's just like I, I, I do. I, I feel like 
maybe it does happen by the end of a book. It's been a long time. Yeah. And my memory is so terrible. So to me, like one year is more like five. So. <laughs> <laughs> my memory is awful with pretty much every single aspect of my life, apart from useless Star Wars knowledge. <laughs> I mean, you got to prioritize. <laughs> well, I'd like to be able to remember things, but my brain disagrees. Like, do you want to remember your wife's birthday, or do you want to remember, like, I don't know, what a Dianaga is? (laughs) (laughs) I I honestly don't have a choice. (laughs) I'd like to not have to write a list of things my wife has asked me to do on my days off, (laughs) but, you know, lists are important. I committed murder. I committed murder. (laughs) Is that Luke's first murder? Is that what we just saw? I think so. Yeah, right. Did you see how much he enjoyed that? Good for him. (laughs) The warning signs were there. Anakin's son. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I murdered another one. (laughs) I could get used to this. (laughs) Why does this feel so good? It's amazing he didn't go full Sith Lord just after that. <laughs> I mean, we if, you know, we if, murdered if, them. <laughs> if you give the the movies back to George, he might add like you know computer generated yellow eyes to look in that one scene <laughs> at some point, <laughs> and like the veins maybe popping out a little bit more. I could actually see that happening. I am <laughs> um, just on a tangent about. YouTube people and clickbait and everything. I saw a thing the other day about how George Lucas is going to write a couple of episodes or direct a couple of episodes of Andor, you know, the Rogue One prequel series. Oh. But there's this guy on YouTube called Doomcock, of all things. And he puts these videos out that are absolutely, completely insane, never going to happen, just crap that he's made up on his imagination. But then, like, tabloid newspapers pick up on him and treat him as an almost genuine source is so frustrating <laughs> so annoying oh yeah but it would be cool i mean it, it would be cool but... i don't know i mean i think as a as like as a way to respect what he established i think it's always nice when they kind of like bring him in and, and even to give him like space to do kind of like stuff like that but at the same time like i don't know i'm i'm fine with like a whole new batch of directors is getting their time in the sandbox to like play with his characters and all that. So. Oh, absolutely. And when you hear all this stuff about like retcon in the sequel trilogy, it's like, just make stuff. It might be good, it might be bad, but don't then undo it. Yeah. Just make more stuff. Yeah. But that's like a timeline nerd thing in me. If they start <laughs> undoing things, I'd be like, oh God, don't tell me we're on timeline four now. <laughs> a classic scene of Luke showing an interest in Leia. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds I love how this, different. This, this, a lot of these are new shots. Yeah. Think how many different establishing shots we've just seen since Han and Leia in the cockpit. <laughs> 
Was it necessary to get all those like, establishing yeah. shots one after the other? But yeah, the sounds was a little different there too. I love those little transport things. I think they're great, like little flat cool. golf buggy things. Why are there so many oversized helmets in Star Wars? Is that a euphemism? <laughs> no, I'm just... Because, <laughs> like, the Empire has those big black ones, too, right? And I just feel like they're not... They're, they just don't seem very practical. Like, of all the things they updated in the special edition, and they didn't update those computer graphics of ours who display in the Death Star... <laughs> You need those vector graphics, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lonely job, isn't it? Sit on top of a pole and watch the jungle. It's I mean... kind of like um, everyone down there thought that uh, he was annoying, so they just handed him like a, a hand scanner and was like, oh, you, you know what's really important that only you can do? <laughs> <laughs> Go up to the tower and just scan the ships coming at. The scanner doesn't really do anything. They're just trying to keep him <laughs> occupied and like away. <laughs> so, I mean, here, there is here... a lot of nasty wildlife on the Avin 4. Yeah. I mean, there's a... Uh, so, you know, in a, in a ship... They have the crow's nest, right? And that's to, to be able, you know, you go all the way up there in that one bucket and you're yeah. trying to see if there's like enemy ships coming by and stuff. Um, in Spanish, um, the word for for that is actually a, it's like when you were telling people to like get the F out or something or, you know, or like go to like hell or whatever, that instead of saying that, what you say is the word for crow's nest in Spanish. So that's why it's become a swear word. Oh, so instead of saying... Get the F out, you say. Go and sit on a pole. Basically, you're telling me, like, go to the crow's nest. <laughs> okay. So That's fake but, wedge. Fake wedge yeah. sat next to Luke. So, yeah, so what you're saying, uh, um, Heather, that's sort of accurate. <laughs> At least seems like that is a way to, like, say things. You know, One fun we, fact that I would like to point out is yeah. I have seen graphic tees of the the tactical display of the Death Star exploding. You know how it has like the little asterisk looking thing in the middle of it? Yeah. Um, if you look at it closely, that is actually an anus. <laughs> okay. Of course, do, I, that would be... do I need to rewind? If you would like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can live without that this mental is, image. Of course, a Heather... A Heather fact very <laughs> much so trademark to utini.com 2021 mm. <laughs> i pride myself in my facts so uh, less interesting than the anus fact is the reason that <laughs> luke even has an x-wing because you know it's for rebellion they're short on ships how does luke manage to even have the chance to go and fight this thing yeah it's because Red 5, the actual Red 5, had space measles. Is it but called space measles? It was space measles. It's, a, it's from Vader's Quest, the Dark Horse comic from the 90s where Vader first learns of Skywalker's name. Yeah. And then the guy gets really pissed about it. He's like, you know, I had space measles and this guy went up there, blew up the Death Star, got all the credit. Like, really, really jealous. Because obviously it was the ship that did it, and the pilot that was in it had nothing to do with it. So if he had been in that ship, and yeah, ex exactly, he would have done it and got of all course. the glory. Of course, of course, that makes total sense. 
What is the difference between space measles and regular measles? You only catch them in space. Ah, okay. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for uh, clearing sure. that up. <laughs> Obviously. There's a lack of alien species in this rebel base. Yeah. Yes, it's not like a... It's not like these days. No. She's thinking, gee, oh, I no. wish my whole planet was here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, with all the edits that uh, that George Lucas did, I feel like there was a really, you know, missed opportunity in, you know, in adding, like, extra characters and all that stuff that he never added a big, tall, green rabbit to any of these background, like, scenes, right? Like, he could have very easily added something, some creature like that walking in, like, a cantina or as part of, like, the rebellion, you know, just something. Just, like, add that in. Okay, I I know where you're going, Jose, but we have to talk about the big scene that just happened. Like, so they add in this scene with Biggs, Luke's childhood friend, who he was best friends with on Tatooine, Yes. But it's completely without context. The earlier scenes with Biggs on Tatooine remain deleted. So he just randomly bumps into this guy on Yavin 4. It's like, hey, man, what are you doing here? Oh, yeah, let me tell you about my day. It's just <laughs> a really weird artistic choice. It for did always feel play, a little strange. Uh, for those who play the Final Fantasy series... Um, like, you know, they, they're up to, like, what, 14, 15, 16 now. But each numbered one is, like, a completely different, like, contained story. But um, the creators of Final Fantasy, they really like Star Wars. So they make sure yeah. to include a couple characters named um, Biggs and Wedge is, in each, like, game. Is it seven or as eight? As a cameo. The one we just got remastered where they're, that's seven. two of the seven, main guys yeah. at the beginning with Tank. I think seven and ten, they're my Final Fantasies. They're the ones that I was obsessed with when they first came out 10 was was my first one and i put in so many hours like i did everything you could possibly do in that game (laughs) was 10 the one where uh you you just be roaming through the desert and there was like a random encounter every two foot yes okay we need need to pay attention now sorry to go from final fantasy think we need to pay attention because you know i keep talking about the all the additions with a special edition and all the different visual effects changes They've yes. actually broken the movie. See that planet behind them? That's yeah. Yavin 4, right? Mm-hmm. See that? That's the Death Star with a clear line of sight at Yavin 4. <laughs> oh. The whole thing, we're waiting for it to clear the moon. No, it's got a clear shot. Yeah. They added the planet and broke the entire movie. <laughs> There's no, there's no reason why we just didn't blow it up there and then. Only a nerd would notice that. <laughs> I actually saw it on Twitter the other day and I thought, that's going to come in really handy for our upcoming podcast recording. <laughs> oh, how convenient. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, what you're not... Because uh, I'd never noticed. For, what you're not accounting for is that there's that other like planet in between, right? So there's a gravitational pull for that. So you actually have to wait a little longer... Oh, so it doesn't um, bend the laser. Mm-hmm, exactly. I, I think Force Awakens shows where that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that like was a different system. Just like how you can't cross your streams, you can't bend lasers. 
And actually, in Legends, this isn't even the first attack on the Death Star. There was a couple more that happened before this one. Oh, really? Which They're mostly retcons to make allowance for every video game ever having a Death Star level. Um, but there was ones where they uh, tried to attack like the comm satellite and stuff like that. Mm. So, which explains the missions from the X-Wing game on the PC. All kind of retcon just to... So it's not all the same mission. Yeah. Okay, I kind of had some PTSD because you can hear the Death Star alarm right now, right? That's yeah. um, the sound that I use for my phone alarm. So Oof. I started looking for my phone right now. I'm like, what? <laughs> I turned off my alarms. <laughs> it's time to wake up. <laughs> nope. Oh, oh, bye, Porkins. Porkins. Porkins now he's being, fried uh, pork. Corey. Oh. That's uh, so, Corey's favorite, right? Another interesting fact. You know this whole countdown business that's going on? And you see the countdown from... We just saw it then, Tarkin listening to the countdown. You see it on Yavin 4 as well, them listening to the countdown. If you watch yeah. it closely, no one ever references this countdown. It, it doesn't actually exist on the reactions of any of the characters because it's something that George Lucas's ex-wife, Marsha, came up with because she didn't feel there was enough jeopardy in this final scene. So the countdown hmm. was all added after everything else was shot. So no one's ever reacting to it. But we as an audience react to it. Yeah. So it just makes it a little more like you know adds like it's higher stakes. Yeah, absolutely. Because now they have a time a timeline basically. Because that may explain the whole firing on Yavin Four. Because I'm not even sure that was the intention when when filming. Yeah. Do you know if, uh, there, I mean, obviously we know, like, Ralph McQuarrie, uh, you know, designed so much of, like, the look of Star Wars. He, did he also design the ships? Uh, he definitely designed the Falcon. Um, he designed the Falcon? Yeah. Oh, he came up with the concept of it, I guess? Yeah, the, yeah, the, the shape of it. I, I don't know about the other ones, I'll be honest. Hmm. So I've always wondered about, yeah, I mean, like, the... I, the X-Wing seems like, yeah, it will go fast, and it's more like a type of design that we are familiar with in terms of something moving fast. But, like, the TIE Fighters are very interestingly designed, right? With these big fins on the sides. I was um, <clears throat> I, I saw something the other day. It must have been on Reddit or Twitter. I can't remember. But they were saying, how exactly the TIEs... It, no, it was on our Discord. How do TIEs move in space? Because their engines are pretty fixed. Yeah. And you need a a force to push against in space. Yes. So how do they actually turn direction? But it's all about repulses. <laughs> the force. I love the way they used this footage to have these pilots, like Gold Leader and Red Leader, in Rogue One. Yeah. No, it's definitely like it was in Rogue One, and whenever they they do like 
that stuff it was i mean it just helps chronologically chronologically too right to kind of like see the characters oh when i when i saw that when i went to the midnight show and so sorry i think that's kayan farlander they just got no i can't have been in but got blown up because he survived this battle but kayan farlander from the x-wing games is part of gold squadron hmm He must be one of the Y wings that didn't go down the train train. Mm. I'm just thinking out loud to myself now. Trev, do they ever like explain why red and gold? What? Why those uh, names were used? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. Because you had blue as well in uh, Rogue One. Yes. I guess they just figured colors was as good as anything else. <laughs> I just want those stories of like How when they, they were trying to those colors. Yes, like <laughs> and like oh, I really want to be on this other color team. <laughs> like the completely banal, um, the completely banal conversations about like. Wait, should we do green? Should we go with blue? Like, guys, let's just come up with like the actual names for these teams, and then. <laughs> I mean, I assume they're also ass they're assigned, right? Heather. I I think so. I feel like whoever came up with gold really wanted to be extra. Like, you know, they they see another team being called red, like. You know, red is pretty standard, kind of like when you're when you're doing teams or whatever. You have like right. red and blue, you know. Red and blue, right? But whoever came up with gold, they were like, "No, no, no, we're gonna be the best one. Let's pick a color that's not really yes. a color, you know." Yes, I, I think that. It is. Well, yeah, but no, but I think that's like why I was like also questioning or why these colors specifically because it's true like you don't typically go red and gold it's sort of yeah like red and blue or go with some of the primary colors right yeah um but to go with gold it's not even yellow is let's go <laughs> with gold it gold is yellow with sass <laughs> <laughs> you you concentrate on some really weird things jose but things you isolate to query <laughs> i mean isn't that my purpose in this podcast <laughs> Maybe they just happened to find the helmets first and went, we have to name our squadron around these helmets. That's possible. They should have had uh, someone... I mean, they can also spray paint them. So... Did they just call Luke boss? Appa yep, apparently so. They already know he's in charge. Wow. Just because he knows how to bullseye want rats. Yeah, because, yeah. like, like, after this, he's like, oh, he's the guy who took on the Death Star, but he hasn't done that yet. That's what he's, <laughs> like, going to do right now. So, yeah, at this point, like, he hasn't done anything to stand out to these people. He no, did like, just commit murder. He knows Biggs. For the first time. <laughs> just not long before this. So he just came in. He's like, guys, I got this. <laughs> he's like, I met, I've just met a Jedi and he's told me I've got the force. So apparently I can do this. 
And anyone who hasn't heard of the Force or doesn't believe in it, they're just like, oh, here we go. (laughs) Another one of these guys. (laughs) Yep. Like, who let this guy in? (laughs) He clearly spent too much time under the sun in Tatooine. (laughs) Bye, Mike. You know, these shots were really well done, too. Like, you do get a really good sense of, like, the speed that they're, at which they're traveling with. So well, I know they, that uh, was, like, one of the big things. If right? it went any slower, you'd see that it's just made up of, like, airfix kits. Yeah, but, I mean, I think that, w- that was definitely one of the things they were trying to do here, right? Just, like, to really convey the speed in which, at which, like, sh- uh, these ships could travel. So I think that was revolu- like that wasn't something that was typically seen in movies back then. Yeah, but now we're supposed to feel I've... sorry that Biggs just died when we've only just met him. <laughs> nope, we don't. <laughs> See, I'd be freaking out if I just heard a disembodied voice telling well, me he, to turn off my target for computer. The first time um, on the Death Star, pretty right. much like. When he was running to the ship, Obi-Wan yeah. was like, go, Luke, go. Like, right. that's when he should have been freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> they should yeah, have had I'll, a I'll scene where he this. just sort of, like, turns around, like, wait, where, like, what did I miss? He's still around? And he, he gets shot while he's just, like, standing there in his confusion. Right. Like, what? Where'd that come from? Which Obi-Wan should have been a little bit more, like, aware of, like, maybe this is not the best time to reveal that I have this power. <laughs> oh, see, look, it's clear of a planet, but it wasn't behind in the first place. There's so many shots in this that they could have chosen to update. Like one of our two getting um, shot there, and that's, that's really badly composited. But they focused all their money on, you know, let's put Jabber in it instead of fixing the actual bad shots. Really <laughs> odd. What? what? Nani? What? (laughs) It's such a good, such such a good moment. So what's better, what or no? Oh (laughs) Oh, no! I I I laughed at the movie theater with the no. (laughs) Oh, sad moment. Happy Sad New Year! <laughs> I actually did that whole um, New Year midnight thing with that moment. Oh, did you? Yeah, it's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, I did it. I did it this last year too. But now you have so many different versions to worry about, mm-hmm. which like throws off even like a couple seconds. Oh, here we go. Where he shouts "Carrie" instead of "Leia." He gets really excited. He oh, said Carrie? Yeah. I always thought he was saying he hey. Yeah, the, hi- the hype of the scene got to him all. But... No, I never I heard it. I but that's I had never noticed that. That's awesome. I always thought he was just saying hey. It looks like he's wearing a little top hat. Oh. 
Someone, <laughs> yes, right? see that. Someone draw that. <laughs> All right. Got a celebration scene coming up. And we have the jacket that Luke wears for the next three years as far as all Star Wars books and comics are concerned. Yeah. I think it's a nice jacket. It is a nice jacket. So half of these guys that you see, you can't really tell, but they're cardboard. What? What? Yep, they only had so many extras, so we had cardboard cutouts behind them to fill the scene out. Oh. What? Yep. True story. Meanwhile, I'm tripping over uh, Leia's condom necklace. <laughs> oh god what you can even see like the little bumps in the in like the Jesus. foil <laughs> what <laughs> and i oh, see the look that she just gave him like oh, yeah, flirty boy. oh you're, you're getting yours now boy there you go. See that guy right oh. there in the cap? They just stood back. That's a yeah. that's Voran Nal. He's course. the guy who is the official historian of the Rebel Alliance. All the Galaxy Guidebooks from Western Games are written from his perspective. He's kind of my idol. He's like my favorite person oh. in all Star Wars. Good to know. Poor Chewie, no medal. Why didn't they give anything to Chewie? Come on. I know. It's that it's that alien speciesism that they're supposed to be better than. Man. Well, he was a co pilot, right? So Woo, we did it, you guys. And that's it. We're done. That Yay! is the end of a new hope. Alright. Let's uh pause That was this. fun. That was, that was really enjoyable. That was fun. It was yeah. All right. There so, we go. Um, so what, what did, did we learn, go? people? I've got I've got an exam for you. Oh, shit, it's still going. Oh. <laughs> I've got... I've prepared a list of questions to see how much you were paying attention. What? I'm joking. I oh, haven't. Oh, I'm going to fail. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? This is Jose's new thing. What? What? hundred <laughs> percent my new thing. Um... <laughs> No, but I did think that it would be fun for, for us, Naza, as a little bit of a wrap-up. Uh, and since we do have Heather for, I mean, for the last part of this uh, trilogy viewing experience, um, that we'll do a, a little cafes uh, thing and we can just go through and just to choose two things, like two of our favorite things from, from this watch-along. And we'll just, I mean, Heather, how do you typically do this, right? You just kind of like, everyone says one, and, and then you go through the other round? Um, we always start at the bottom. So normally, we would pick like three of our favorite things, yeah. and we would start with three and go around, and then we'll do two and then one. Okay. So we'll do two, since it's three of us, so that way we still end up with six favorite things. For sure. Uh, <laughs> I, I love the lack of logic that actually makes logical sense it's there's a lot of logic you know, always talking about like lack of logic okay. i there's understand solid it's logic ab abstract here. logic yeah of course all right so why don't i'll i'll get us started with uh one like a favorite thing here um so for me it was the sad jawas outside of the cantina 
and trying to figure out why those three Jawas were sitting out there. <laughs> what were they actually doing? What were they waiting for? Were they kicked out of the cantina? Were, you know, so that was a thing that I had never really noticed before or wondered so much about, and I'm glad that we did. Yeah, Go on, I like that. that. You, you oh, can go my turn. So. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to point out just, like, like general ideas because um, I didn't really think of anything too specific. But, yeah. like, um, throughout this whole viewing, I still, I still love this movie as much as I did before, if not a little more. But um, I love how Trevor was constantly pointing out flaws and inconsistencies that I've never <laughs> noticed before. <laughs> in, in my favorite film. Like, what kind of sadist am I? <laughs> so um, thank you for that, Trevor. I will, I will never forget that. <laughs> so what you're saying is I've, I've ruined a new hope for you. <laughs> no, no, no. You've made it better. You've made it You've more human it. in my eyes. <laughs> There's that show, Adam Ruins Everything. Have you guys seen that? <laughs> no. It's amazing. It. And uh, yeah, I think I think they have it on Netflix now too. But um, yeah, what, it's it's basically what Trevor just did to this. <laughs> but it's just like any ideas that people like have about whatever. I mean, they'll choose a topic for each episode. And then he just like deep dives into how we have it all wrong about that <laughs> one thing. And it's great. So um, So yeah. <laughs> Trevor ruins everything about Star Wars. So yeah, hey, my second clickbait. favorite part of this was ruining this movie for hell. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, you've succeeded. No, like I, said, I, I still, I still love this movie very much. That didn't change. Good, good. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if I can pick a thing, mostly because it's that terrible memory of mine. Um, I'm gonna go with a milking because that was ah. hilarious. That was absolutely hilarious. So the, the milking of various things. And I love the fact that's even... That's kind of slipped over to our Slack chat now as well. Don't think I haven't noticed. Don't think <laughs> I haven't noticed what you two are doing. <laughs> I've seen it. See, I, I, you sounded more annoyed about the fact that Heather and I kept going about creatures being milked at the time. <laughs> So uh, annoyed is the wrong word. What's it? <laughs> Amused? Exasperated. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we didn't really get to cover much. You know, actually, you know, that, that, wait, what's the name of that creature again? The Dianoga. The Dianoga. Yeah. That's a lot of milk. This, Heather, you're, you're the official milker here. So, um, how much milk can you get out of a Dianoga? I'd say about six ounces. Six ounces. Yeah, the, they don't have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Trev, you were wrong there again. You 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 got to try really hard just to get those six ounces out. And um, <laughs> it's a scientific <laughs> curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you you don't want that kind of milk though. That milk is extremely salty. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Jose, what's All your right. number one? Uh. I will say that um, I did, I had, a, I mean, I was going to talk about the milk and so now I got to think of another one, but I, I, also, <laughs> I mean, um, seriously, I mean, uh, you know, besides um, spending like, you know, basically three hours uh, watching this two hour movie with you guys has been great. So the experience of it has been really cool and really just getting to like um, 
pause on some scenes and just like really kind of you know talk about background stuff um but what with this what i'm trying to say is also just getting to learn um and hear more about just how some of these scenes were actually made and like you pointing out oh this was actually shot in reverse and then they like you know played it or shot in one way and then they played it in reverse so that you can get that effect so getting to see all those tricks that they had to figure out back in 1970 well 76 probably when they were filming right or 75 i don't yes, when were they filming this yeah yeah so um just getting to see how they had to be you know so creative and the ingenuity that came into um into making these movies i think that that to me that's always what, what one of the things that i really enjoy about the the movies in general and getting to know that there's still so much more to learn about the process was is probably yeah one of my i'll make that my my top point. okay well on uh on calf faves it's actually very common for people to have the same picks even if it's like <laughs> on the same number or different numbers so i'm gonna double up on the milking i especially <laughs> love torturing trevor with the milking during like his favorite scene the scene that he wanted to talk about the most <laughs> and just like purposely waiting for him to lift his cup to sneak it sneak it in there yes <laughs> you had yeah you were definitely enjoying that a little bit too much heather <laughs> that, that's okay it was worth it <laughs> hey All listen right. for me it's so you know my family kind of tolerate my Star Wars obsession, but to actually sit down and watch a movie, regardless of if it's over Zoom or not, watch this movie with two other like-minded people who I work in inverted commas with, that's been a delight. That's been my favourite thing of this whole thing, It's actually getting to watch this movie and talk about this movie. Because if I put this on in the living room and start talking about it, they'd leave. <laughs> they just leave and go do something else. Like, oh no, here we <laughs> yeah. go again. He's going to yeah. try to tell us about all these things. <laughs> exactly. We know. We know, yeah. Trev. Yeah, we get it. We get it. We're going upstairs <laughs> to watch whatever. <laughs> so that side of it has been incredible. And I thank you. We for understand it. Han shot first. We get it. <laughs> there was no McClunky back in the day. We don't have to tell oh, don't, us for the Don't get me started. Time. I've forgotten about McClunky. Do not get me started. McClunky. McClunky. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Do you guys have anything else you want to um, share or talk about before I close out this episode? I, I think we've done well. <laughs> we've done well. Yeah, I think so. Heather, any closing remarks? Yeah, I really remarks? appreciate you guys um, dragging me along for this ride. It, it was really fun, and uh, thank you for having me. And I'm totally down to like do it again if you guys want. In, well, in we, a year's we, time, should we do Empire Strikes Back? Ooh, yeah, that'd be nice. We do have a lot of other movies to do this with. So <laughs> I think we should we should keep going at some point. Um, but that will be it for uh, today's episode. So um, in the meantime, you know, I, we still don't know what we're doing. What's the next episode, Trev, actually? Do we know? The next episode we're keeping secret. Okay. So it's a big surprise. It's a big deal. Yeah. All right. So secret next episode. So uh, stay tuned. 
In the meantime, just do us a favor and subscribe and rate our show on all your podcast apps if you haven't done that yet. And uh, yeah, let your friends know about us too. If for some reason uh, you haven't, um, also join our Discord. It's a very active community there, sharing their thoughts on the latest episode of, I guess right now we be The Bad Batch or whatever other show is out. Um, reading along the newest book release, selling their books and collectibles, and sharing their artwork and fanfic. Most importantly, that is where you can get the latest news and discuss anything Star Wars archives. If you have not joined, just head on over to utini.com discord and click the join now button on that page. And, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's good enough for now. Um, Trev, where can people find you? Uh, I'm at David Todd on Twitter. And I'm also thinking, I should probably point out, I'm Darth Obscurus on Discord because our Discord's really, really kicked off these days. But it seems to be new people joining every single day. What about you, Heather? Um... You know, I've decided I'm going to start only promoting my Instagram because I keep saying my Twitter handle and I haven't touched that thing in ages. So, <laughs> All right, Instagram. <laughs> on Instagram, I am at Heather1027. That's H-E-Y-T-H-U-R-1027. I am on there like every day. Please send me your best memes. All right. And you, you're you also on Discord and you have Cafes has its own channel too, right? So Yes, it definitely does. People can go there and talk about milking or though they should talk about milking in, on our channel, I guess, since at this point it is, it is a Star no, Wars No, 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 no. Thing. Talk about it on Cafes' channel. <laughs> That's absolutely fine. I want to see uh, the next Cafes <laughs> episode be your top three milks in Star Wars. Hey, why not, right? Yeah. I mean, cool. Meg might get a little confused unless she's been listening to these. I don't know, but you yeah, totally, I'll, I'll run it by her. You should totally record that with, before she listens to this episode because that yes. would make it that much better. <laughs> All right, and people can find me on Twitter. I am uh, the Joxy. That's T H E J O X I I I. I am also uh, some variation of Joxy as a name in. Uh, on discord i forget which one i am i think i'm joxy on row right now i think so um <laughs> so all right well thank you trev thank you heather and thank you to all our patreon members for supporting us and making this show possible and uh thank you listeners for continuing to hear us talk about anything and everything star wars and with that i can now say radio out there is no hatred There is joy, there is no division, there is union, there is no apathy, there is passion, there is no gatekeeping, there is community. This is the Utini Star Wars fan code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time. May the Force be with you.